You got 13 seconds left. It's going to be no big deal. Bills would have just rolled into the next game and then killed Joe Burrow. And Josh Allen would have started to be talking about as one of the greats. This is the show that replays the should have been's, could have been's, and great what ifs in sports. This is Replay the Down. What if the Bills had squib kicked with 13 seconds left against the Chiefs? How would things have looked different last year in the playoffs? Would the Bills have gone all the way or would things have pretty much ended up the same? This is Replay the Down. I'm your host, Tyler Wessel, here with my friends Jason Delarusso and Nathan Adams. What up? Hey, everyone. So we've taken a little bit of a holiday break. Happens towards the end of the year, especially when you got Reverend Adams. Kind of busy time of year for, for him here on our, uh, on our team. But we are back. We have a couple things to catch up on. First of all, Jason, you uh, broke our pick'em curse and correctly picked Argentina for the World Cup. We're here. Yeah, I'm so happy for Messi. Well so happy. In other news, we had uh, Nathan's Cavs. Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points a few weeks ago. That was uh, what? kind of a big story. Yeah, Clay Thompson yeah. scoring 54, and he probably looked at the box scores that night. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Same night. Though the big news that night was DeMar Hamlin. Uh, obviously, scary sight. Sounds like everything's uh, on the up and up there with him getting better, being released from the hospital. So prayers for you, DeMar. NFL playoffs have started. Jason's Panthers did not make it, and Nathan's Bucks and my Vikings might as well not have made it either. So, we <laughs> one and done. Quick, one and done. Quick outs in the first round. So, don't more take time our, for a podcast, Tyler. More time for our podcast. There we go. But let's do some quick picks. We're into the divisional round. We've got Bills and Bengals this weekend. We've got Giants and the Eagles, Dallas, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Kansas City. Who you got? In the Super Bowl. And then who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I got Philly in the Super Bowl from the NFC. I love Philly. Have all year long. Jalen Hurts. I think Philly in the Super Bowl from the Regardless NFC. of Hart's health or Hurts health, you're picking Regardless. Them. I think their defense is amazing. So, I mean, I mean, who you got in there? You got San Francisco. San Francisco. They got a rookie QB because their other two. Yeah, I mean, and I love McCaffrey, but I mean, I'm not picking them. I mean, rookie QB. Then you got Dallas. Yeah, Dak Prescott looks okay, but their defense is nothing to write home about. So I would say Eagles out of all of them, personally, in the NFC. Where it gets hard, though, Nate, is the NFC. I could make a case for Bengals, yeah, FC, Bengals, Bills, or Chiefs. Personally, I'm saying Bills and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going uh, Jacksonville, <laughs> but I'm going Bills, guys. Poor Jacksonville. I think Bills will come out of the AFC, and I think they'll they'll match up with the Eagles, and I think Bills will finally win it. Uh, I feel most strongly about the Niners coming out of the NFC, um, which I just like. How the heck am I picking the Niners with Mister Relevant? With a rookie QB, uh, I don't even know his them. name actually. Yeah. Purdy, Brock Purdy. Uh, that's Purdy. Purdy. That's right. Purdy. Purdy that's Brock it. Purdy. <laughs> and again, that's, you know, I'm probably overreacting to the, the way that they creamed the Bucks and how terrible the Bucks offensively were this year. But they just, anyway, uh, Niners. And I agree with you, Jason. Is he the is, next uh, Brady? I don't know about all that. But <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to be good enough, right, for this year. And like I think you said, like, who else? I'm not nearly as strong as you are on the Eagles. Um I mean, I could see Dallas coming out of there as well, frankly, but we go to San Francisco. I, and really, that's what last night when we were watching the game, or when I was watching the game, like, if somehow miracle happens and the Bucks come back, <laughs> Niners are going to kill us <laughs> when we play them in five days. That's how I felt about the Vikings playing. Play, I was like, if we beat the Giants, we're not going to beat the Niners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, AFC, I think you're right, is it's anybody's anybody come come out of there and frankly you know i was talking with a good friend on sunday and he was like trevor lawrence in that second half looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the league what do you look like the first half though nate (laughs) one of the worst quarterbacks in the league so i'm not gonna be the person picking jacksonville but um again kind of like we talked about with the Bengals last year you know i think this is we, we, we shouldn't be surprised to see the the Jags in the Super Bowl next year or the following year uh, as they're getting experience now of, of winning, winning the division with Peterson there as their coach. But I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, I don't feel strongly about that, um, but I'll go with the Bengals so that I'm not picking 
the Bills. <laughs> and we'll go Bengals, Niners, and let's go with the story. Let's go to the Niners for the win. I mean, I'd be happy Mr. for McCaffrey. I really would be happy for McCaffrey. All right. I, um, I'm actually right on with Nathan here. Um, your two, I think, hottest teams the second half of the season are the Niners and the Bengals. Uh, Philly has looked very good. It wouldn't surprise me if they go to the Super Bowl. But the 49ers have just looked so good. They've won 11 games in a row. They, I, I was watching the game the other day, and there was a crazy stat. Teams that play the 49ers are 0-15 after playing, the week after playing them because it's such a physical game. Um, that defense is so good. The combo of Debo and McCaffrey, and Purdy's just kind of there as game management. He, I, I, I'm not calling him the next Brady, but he's sure doing his, his darndest to, to, like, to, to, to get there. Um, he just He's looked better than Trey Lance. He's looked better than, than Jimmy Garoppolo, and... Uh, I think the Niners, and I think, like I said, I think Joe Burrow's got that it factor. It would not like flip a coin, th- flip a three three headed coin here. But like, um, I, you could pick Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals. I think the Bengals have been the most consistent. Yeah, it was close. They really could have lost to the Ravens the other night. Um, but a lot of times it's survive in advance, kind of like March Madness. And I I like the Bengals as well. Um, I I like the Forty ers I like the, the 49ers. Bills made another. A six six round Skylar. Yeah, Skylar Thompson. Uh, I should look that up real fast. Skylar Thompson. Yeah, Skylar Thompson looked amazing against the Bills, or at least was good and not amazing, but looked good enough. I mean, the Dolphins were in that game to the very it. end. I mean, the Bills let um, them in the game. They had a lot of turnovers for sure. The Bills did not look good in that game for sure well, at all. Well, they didn't look good, but they, that reminds me of the same year when they went to KF, KC. I mean, they were not looking good in that first game either then. Um, I mean, I think they'll get it Jason, together. Yeah, there. Jason really wants some KFC. <laughs> Did I say KFC? Yes, I'm hungry, actually, guys. Have any dinner. I skipped it to come on here. But I really do think they can um, – I, I really do think the Bills can get it together and go. I, maybe it's more hope than anything because yeah. I really want them to do well. Uh, and I, I, I want to see them win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I remember Kelly – and losing all yeah. those Super Bowls in a row, yeah. <laughs> and that was terrible. So it would be a nice story for for them to win, and I, I, I'm hoping for it. So we got two Niners, Bengals, and one Eagles, Bills. All right. So Jacksonville, Dallas, New York, and Kansas City. Our apologies. It would but, not surprise me if Kansas City won. It really wouldn't. But uh, I, there's just something about. Burrow and the Bengals, they just are confident. They've been there. They seem they've broken this Super Bowl loser curse, like hangover. And I think I think they can do it. But like I said, flip flip a three sided coin on on the AFC. I mean, you, I may get you know, I, I mean, I, I may be this may be controversial, but I like Andy Reid. Let me just go ahead and say that I like Andy Reid. But in the playoffs, I don't always agree with how he calls games, and I don't think the way he sets up and plays lends itself to playoff success all the time. Just something about the way he calls, calls the game. I mean, he gets to, um, I don't know, it's not risky, but he, he calls some plays that you normally would not call when you're trying to win a game. Well, yeah, cute. there you go. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I, ne- I would never go on the limb for it. Would any, I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier, like the NFL has to be, so excited about the teams that are in the markets that are still alive, mm-hmm. uh, except for the Jags, right? Having an LA team in the playoffs still, I think they'd probably prefer, though they'd probably prefer the Rams because do Charger fans actually exist? I, I'm not quite sure. But like, you've got. <laughs> We're all in San Diego. I don't need, we, we went through the teams, but these are huge markets. Buffalo aside, but the team is so good. And I think there's a lot of folks like you, Jason, that are like, come on, finally for Buffalo. <laughs> like, after all that pain. Um, yeah. Like, that's pretty. But I also think, like, would any of these teams really surprise us to get to the Super Bowl? I mean, maybe the Jags, Mm-mm. but. It, Dallas has looked Giants. awfully good. Dallas has looked awfully good this Dallas, year, too. That's what I'm saying. The rest of those, all those other teams. And how about the NFC East? Woo! The laughing stuff, laughing stock of the league for so long. Three teams. So. The NFC stands out for that. No team is like a a you know great team. Anything could happen in the NFC. You yeah. could see a rookie quarterback or you know something else happen. In, in I the think NFC. San Francisco is a great team. They had a rough start with with Trey Lance and then Garoppolo 
And they just found once they got McCaffrey, How about they, the found Giants? Ma- they found magic. I don't want to talk about the Giants. <laughs> it's a source spot. I, right? yeah. 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 I was gonna we say made, we made them look awfully good. We played that that dang Ed Donatel shell defense and just gave them ten yards every. Play. They were averaging eighteen yards a play the first quarter. I know we we're trying. You guys to lost. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> the main event. Since we're in the playoffs, second round's coming up. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, this weekend we got Bills and Bengals, and we almost had that last year in the AFC Championship game. Uh, we had the Bills scoring with 13 seconds left against the Chiefs, but then they didn't squib kick. Get let them get basically 25 yards without time coming off the clock. Chiefs had two timeouts. They go down the field, tie the game, win the toss, win in overtime, uh, and so we never got to see that. It was really kind of a Kind of like my Vikings, the Bills kind of find these ways to lose that are just painful. And so I, I feel for you, Buffalo. I feel for you. But um, my question is for today, what if the Bills, after going up with 13 seconds left, had squib kicked and made the kickoff take some time off the clock? <laughs> So my first question that we have want to discuss is if the Bills had squib kicked it, would it have mattered? Would the Chiefs have run out of time or would they still have been able to get down the field quickly for that game tying field goal and everything played out? Make an argument for me, Jason. Well, <clears throat> I would say that honestly, Tyler, I said it then, then after it happened. I don't think it would have made a difference. I mean, if you let him go, what was it, 44 yards? If you squib kick it, squib kick it, you'll have, what, at the 40-yard line, so they would, in essence, need 20 yards in the same amount of time. Maybe five seconds less would have run off the clock. But still, you only need 20 yards. I mean, look, 44 yards in that amount of time. I mean, you if you took five seconds off, then you wouldn't only have had eight seconds to go. But you still would only need 20 yards. You could do a 10-yard out, another 10-yard out. You're in range. I mean, you know, Butner could probably do it. I watched him on the Panthers do 55, 55 to 60. So, yeah, you were talking about 20 yards you would need. So, I honestly don't think it would have made much of a difference. Uh, that call, he, he – in my mind as a coach, you're going to trust your defense to make him drive the length of the field. And they kicked the ball. They got it. They had the whole length of the field to get back 44 yards for the, 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 the field goal. I mean, you got to trust your defense. So I don't think it would have made much of a difference, honestly. So the field goal was kicked with three seconds left seconds, in the game. You know, time was expiring, but they had three seconds. So they really only need it took one. ten seconds for two plays, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the I think what Long Jason plays. is saying that maybe the maybe a different question or of asking the same thing is how many yards could Mahomes have driven in what amount of time? Yeah. Um, so we started, I think, on the 25. It was a touchback. Uh, is that why they got mm-hmm. the ball there, I assume? So yeah. rather than maybe a scrib kick, instead of it, them getting the ball at the 35 or 40, which is what you're saying, Jason, might have happened, and then only having 20 yards, which seems probably like a 20-yard pass from her homes, two attempts to get that and get out of bounds and kick a field goal. Like None of us would have been surprised by that, right? I feel like that's what the, the Bucks did for half their wins this year, all eight of them. But nevertheless... But I think could they have kicked the ball in such a way where it wasn't a touchback and they're starting inside the 20 or inside the 10-yard line and you're adding another 10 to 15 yards? And then I start thinking in that way, then you're, you're making it much more difficult. And maybe you know, two 30-yard passes instead of two 20-yard passes, maybe that's not a big deal. But I That's think a good that's point because it would run more deal. time too, Nate. Yeah. It would run more time off the clock, too. The kick would have because it would be going straight down the field and somebody's going to have to recover. So, in essence, the, it would still take off more time, too. So, you're right. I think the mistake squib was... Kick, squib kick. That, <laughs> yeah, but squib they didn't kick, execute but where do you very get weird. It? Yeah. They wouldn't have... It, most teams, when they squib kick it, they kick it to the, like a diagonal and it goes, what, 20, 30 yards maximum? Yeah. I'm saying one of those where you, you're just punting it like 10 yards and then it just rolls, keeps rolling yeah. down the yeah. field. Some yeah. kind of something, you know, where they could make sure they took some time off the clock and didn't get it like... 
Nate was saying at the 40 or 35 yard, which is what most squib kits get to. Yeah. What, like I say, what seemed apparent to me is it didn't feel like Buffalo thought they needed to worry about any of that. Like that's 13 yeah. seconds left. What are they going to do in 13 yeah. seconds? And they showed us what they're going to do in 13 seconds. Um, but it yeah. felt, I mean, that's going back and re rewatching that kind of listening to it. There's this like, that's 30. Oh, we're, we're great. Like, 13 seconds we're good to go yeah versus 30 i think everyone would have been like oh my goodness you just gave patrick mahomes and 30 seconds yeah uh, to go yeah. down uh the field and do something but so you look at the last two minutes of the game you had a five play 75 yard drive in 52 seconds by the chiefs to go up and it looked like it was over at that point and then you have the bills score in 49 seconds after driving 75 yards i think if you're Anyone who was watching that game, you know, you had Tyreek Hill going 64 yards and then you had Gabe Davis going, you know, for the 19-yard touchdown pretty late. And everyone kind of thought it was over. But at the same time, you got to think, there's something going on with this game. You shouldn't really take anything for granted. Like, these are two really explosive offenses. And I would agree, they probably didn't think 13 seconds, trust our defense. We've had, literally had the top defense in the league last year. Um but I think you got to take some kind, especially with multiple timeouts with a quarterback like Mahomes and a guy like Travis Kelsey. Like you got to take some kind of because if you can squib kick it, even if they get to the third, if they get the ball at the ten, even if they get to the thirty-five yard line, they're taking at least five to six seconds. You have time for one play at that point, probably, maybe two, if you're if you're super lucky, but. I think you're much more likely to win that game if you cannot if you can tick four to five seconds off on a on a kickoff rather than just handing him the ball with no time taken off. Uh, it's like fouling in basketball when you foul a guy when the ball's out of bounds. No time came off the clock. Like you're not you know that's that's not a good a good strategy here. So um, I think if if they do squib kick it, if they have a good squib kick and it's not just something to the 30 yard line, if it's something down even to the 15, uh, their, their best case scenario, probably up to the 30, but you've lost four to five seconds. You really probably only have time for one play at that point. So um, I think the bills would have won in that scenario. That's just me. I'm just saying you tell a <laughs> defensive coordinator, you know, 13 seconds, Tyler, 40-something-odd yards. Oh, absolutely. They're going to be like, oh, I trust my defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even the Vikings. And, well, they couldn't stop Daniel Jones yesterday. So, or, uh, <laughs> Sunday. All right. Let's assume at this point, for argument's sake, that the Bills would have hung on if they had squib kick. And now they're facing the Bengals in Buffalo for the AFC Championship game similar to what they'll be doing this Sunday in the division game. Who do we like in that game? Do we like Burrow and the Bengals, or do we like Buffalo with Josh Allen coming off a big win against the Chiefs? I'm going Bills, um, and mo mostly, uh, sorry, Joe Burrow and Bengals fans, but I think the thrilling victory of Kansas City uh, being able to, you know, have this miraculous, uh, you know, comeback, which probably wasn't actually that mir miraculous, as we're saying, it's it's Patrick Mahomes, right? But uh, those emotions, those last two minutes, like you said, Tyler, and then that last play, I think that emotional high, right, and that Kansas City beat the Bills when everyone thought that'd be improbable because of the circumstances, and I think that's really what led to the Bengals being able to win in the AFC Championship. Um, and then moving on to the Super Bowl to face the Rams, it was a circumstantial. So I think in that case, yes, if regulation time had expired and regulations, the Bills go on having home field advantage, being uh, the better team throughout the season, that, yeah, they would have gone ahead and advanced to the Super Bowl. You haven't asked yet then what would happen, but we'll get to that next. Uh, what do well, you guys think? I mean, I guess you could make the same argument that if the Bills won on a high and hosted that playoff game, they could have had kind of that same letdown as the Chiefs had. I am very familiar as a Vikings fan about having letdowns after huge victories. I mean, you look at you look at the Minneapolis say. miracle, and it was just like the greatest like yes. un-Viking moment in history. And then they go lay an egg in Philly. 
And then Philly comes to our stadium and wins the Super Bowl that year, <laughs> just to rub it in a little bit. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to this. Like, can you, can you get focused again in a le- in less than a week, yeah, even yeah, after a big again. win like that? Can you get focused again? Um, the Bills did have the number one defense. They they were rolling. They beat the Patriots by thirty, I think, in that wild card round. I think you get the confidence uh, for sure. They had uh, that number one defense, and and what we know about the Bengals that year was that offensive line. Like the fact Joe Burrow got him to the championship, to the Super Bowl, is amazing. He got sacked twenty two times in that postseason. I think nine times or seven times against the nine the Titans, so, yeah. and then five. T- I mean, just like a ridiculous amount of sacks, and I think with an offense with that Josh Allen and and the Bills were doing and that top defense uh that was better than than Kansas City's I think they definitely could have but I don't want to I think Joe Burrow's got that it factor he's just got that cool collected Joe cool like I don't care how many times I get sacked I'm going to get up dust myself off and just go throw a dart the next play so I could I could probably great, make an argument that, that they work against yeah, the Rams though. because I mean I look at it especially I remember watching that game and when the Chiefs won against the Bills they won the the overtime coin toss went down scored Bills never got the ball um, luckily they finally changed the rule to that after I've been calling for this since the '98 Vikings <laughs> lost the coin toss and lost the NFC Championship but. Um, then they went to overtime against the Bengals, the Chiefs did. And when they won the coin toss again, and the fans, the way the re- the players and the fans reacted to winning the coin toss was seemed so arrogant to me. Like, we're just going to run down and do it again, just like we did last week. And then the Bengals are like, sorry, we have other plans. <laughs> well, I wonder, I mean, it's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I wonder how much we can't get into their heads, but like, did you see what we just did against the Bills and the Bengals? Like, come on, yeah. Like, the, that O line, like, we just keep, we just keep going after. Bur- like, I wonder how much that played into that factor. Versus, I know that ending was crazy anyway before Mahomes did his thing, but I think it we, that was a much more common way if the Bills had held on um, for that victory those last thirteen seconds. That's a much more common. We're used to seeing. Folks go back and forth, even in the last couple of minutes. I mean, it's awesome, it's great, so forth and so on. But we see comeback drives all the time, and I think that would have been much more regular, much more "quote unquote" normal that the Bills could have gone then back to Buffalo without the like we just beat the Chiefs factor and without overtime. Um, That's that, right. I think the overtime play and even, without overtime, even though it yeah. was the first drive, like there is the overtime factor of it as well. Like your the yeah, offense sure at least time, had yeah. to play another drive. I, re- I really I'm I'm with you. I think uh, the Bills would have rolled in the next game. I, I was a huge fan of the Bills going into the playoffs. They had a great defense, one of the top offenses. Um, Joe, uh, uh, you know, Josh Allen was just killing it, absolutely killing it in the regular season. He looked a little off in the first game. Still didn't look the same in the second um, against the. You know, he didn't look the same against the Chiefs and. I think he would have got it together against the Bengals. The Bengals' defense wasn't all that great. Um, and, and again, their defense would have killed, I think, w- would have absolutely killed Joe Burrow, unfortunately. I mean, I think he'd have been on his back a lot more. I mean, they were already doing it against the Chiefs, and I think, I mean, that, that Bills' defense was was pretty great that year. So I, I just don't see a way that they would have gotten out of that. I mean, KC was coming off the high like you guys have already talked about. Um, came in there, thought they were going to do it the same way, and uh, Bengals were more than happy to play the spoiler. So Buffalo, Nate made a great point. It wouldn't have been some kind of unusual way for them to win. I mean, it's pretty typical. You got 13 seconds left. Nine out of 10 times, a team's not going to win that, the other team. You're going to kick it long. They're going to throw two or three plays. It's going to be no big deal. Bills would have just rolled into the next game and then killed Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen would start to be talking about as one of the greats uh, rolling into the Super Bowl. And we'll talk about that soon about yeah. how that would have played out. I, th- I think the other factor, I mean, other than talking about just bills for chiefs, like chiefs had just won a Super Bowl a couple years ago and had been mm-hmm. to another one, which Nathan's bucks won that, that one. But I think there was a, like, 
like I said, almost this arrogance, this expectation, like we're going to come in here, we're the favorite, we're going to win. And I think they underestimate. I don't think you get that with the Bills. I think the Bills, like the Vikings, are they've lost four Super Bowls. They lost four straight Super Bowls. Um, they know the pain, and I think they would have not taken it for granted. I, th- I think the Chiefs probably in some way took that game for granted, regardless of what they say. Um, you can't tell me they didn't underestimate that team a little bit. So it's it's hard to drive the ball and do what they did in 13 seconds and not to be a little high on yeah. yourself. Like we can do anything just to be yeah. human. Like, hey, we did it yeah. then. We can do this yeah. again. Like true. And against two, the Bengals. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, here's a quick aside question. Quick, like sidebar. All these like blown giant leads this year. You had the Chargers blown a 27 point lead the other night. My Vikings overcame a 33 nothing deficit at halftime for the greatest deficit ever against Indianapolis. It, it, let's it is Indianapolis, in but they're still professionals, and they definitely choked. Like they are I'm sure. Like two things can be true at once: they choked, and the Vikings well. balled Absolutely. the second half. Like both those things were true. And you hit that 61 yard. Uh, no, not that was that was a Giants game. We had a lot of close games, but that's a different game. <laughs> we had I was too say. many close games, but is. Is it getting to the point of the NBA? I mean, it used to be in the NBA, like, a 13-point lead was hard to overcome. An 18-point lead was basically, you're winning. And now you see these 20-point leads blown regularly with the way the game's played. Now, is the, are offenses and receivers so good now that no lead is safe? Well, I mean, with the rules, the NFL He's, wants that. I mean, the NFL, you know, the money is the offense. Everybody pays to watch the uh, the offense play. So the rules have have changed that way, and to get more excitement. I mean, the NFL is trying to generate it with the rules they've set up is to generate more offense, which in turn gives you more comebacks once the offense gets it together. Um, but I, I did hear a funny thing though from the Mannings uh, last night, uh, and <laughs> and Peyton's like. You know, I've never done a halftime adjustment in my life. He's like, you have like five minutes. You go in there, eat orange slices, and you come out. And I thought that was really interesting that we're talking about this now because he's like, there is no such thing as halftime adjustment. I would say that. Orange yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just the way the uh, NFL is geared now with the offenses ruling. Uh, and I think it'll just become more and more common as we go along, Tyler. I don't know that players necessarily make halftime adjustments but you there's definitely coaching halftime adjustments you you see them you see like games change after half of course. for sure oh but maybe, not, to the, maybe talk- not a player's perspective yeah i mean you talk to i mean did trevor lawrence not do anything differently after half he threw four yeah. picks like he had he didn't make any yeah but he gave him a chance to step outside clear his head i mean you know like if you're you know at work and, well, and that's so, an adjustment but i hear you yeah saying, you go yeah. step outside get some fresh air come back in at work you have a new perspective on something. Same thing with this. He got off the field, went to the locker room. His guys gave him a hug, got some orange slices, <laughs> went back out there. New man. It's all about the orange slices. Yeah. The orange slices. So. But did, I think the question is what adjust for that game, the chargers and Jags game did. And I, I didn't, I didn't watch it closely. I'm not smart enough. I don't know if you guys did or are, I think you are, but as far as like, the Jaguars might not have made adjustments, but did the Chargers make adjustments and go conservative, oh, or did they do, did they do things different? I think I saw something where they they they, they passed the ball. I like, and so I think maybe that's what we're actually seeing is maybe the team coming back isn't adjusting so much, or just getting their orange slices, if you will. But what? But there's always been half times. Foot off the pedal. Is there? Nate, there's always been half times, and there. But there just hasn't been as many comebacks sure. like we're seeing now. To to Tyler's point, and I think that's more geared to offenses and rules promoting offense. Like, I mean, okay, there's been uh, you know differences made at halftime. Players come back out. Maybe the other team's feeling great about themselves, and you know the momentum's not there after halftime. You know, you take a break, you walk away, it can have the opposite effect. You come back, and you're not feeling it like you were. In the heat of the moment for the first two quarters, whereas the other team gets away, gets their confidence back, gets back on the field and comes back where you're seeing the huge difference, though, I think is in the rules that allows these huge comebacks. 
to happen to Tyler. Well, well, I don't even know. That's just the rules. I think you just have receivers that are so good. Now you have Justin Jefferson's and AJ Browns and Tyreek mm-hmm. Hills and Waddles and like these guys. But you guys. can't touch the quarterback. You can't touch the receiver sure. really. I mean, they're calling more stuff. Yeah. But the rules are the rules the whole game. I mean, that's yeah. what I would say. Like, something's changing. Yeah. Hey, somebody got it's, a stat like, on it's how not, many holding uh, calls. Hey, uh, <laughs> they're calling less holding <laughs> calls, like, right? It's not, they are, but they're doing that all game, not just the first half versus yeah. the second half. So what's happening? Well, after that's half-time? what I'm saying. Yeah. Whether it's those intangible, non-measurable things, like you're saying, Jason, of of the approach to the game. I think it's play calling, like something play calling wise teams, from the winning teams team definitely get conservative. Starting to teams change. absolutely get conservative. I mean, there's no reason you should ever blow a four score lead. I mean, <laughs> poor Matt Ryan now owns the record for biggest Super Bowl blown lead and su- biggest regular season blown lead in history. <laughs> He's got both those records. And quite honestly, it may be a long a time before, before either of those are broken. <laughs> so he might be in the record book for a long time for the wrong reason. Anyway, let's get to Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl. Let's talk about Super Bowl with Rams-Bills, if that was the matchup. If it was Rams-Bengals, we saw that. Nothing's going to change here, regardless, I think, if the Bills had played which the is, Bengals. Which is the scenario yeah. we're saying, right? Yeah. So a script kick or some type of kick that takes time off of uh, the clock. Uh, means the Chiefs would have lost, Bills would win. We think Bills advance to the AC Championship, beat the Bengals, advance to the Super Bowl. So we're all pretty much in agreement yeah. with that scenario. So, so now, now Joe Burrow. Yeah. I, I love that matchup. Not Nothing against Burrow, but I love that matchup. You talk about Bills offense Coop, you know, versus Stafford Cooper Cup. So you got Diggs and Josh Allen, Stafford Cooper Cup, OBJ, um, in LA with one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows ever. Um, you know, how does that play out? Because Nathan, if Nathan remembers, I picked the Rams before that that at the beginning of the playoffs that year. I was just like, they've got Aaron. We have no record. Oh, okay. of that. We got Aaron Donald. I liked the Stafford <laughs> acquisition. Cooper Cup was killing it. They, you know, they they had weapons. Um so I did I did like the Rams, but I think the Bills probably could have won that game at the same time. Um, I look at, again, the defense they had, and they wouldn't have had the offensive line issues that the Bengals had, where Aaron Donald was able to make some of those plays in the Super Bowl. Um, I think they don't get to the quarterback quite as often, which maybe leads to more points. I know Stafford led that game-winning drive towards the end of of that game, throwing the no-look pass, all this. I'm not sure if it you're too far behind, if you're two scores behind at that point, because you're not sacking the quarterback as many times as you were against the Bengals. So I like the Bills in that, but I think the Rams could have won it as well. But I, I think I like the Bills in that matchup. I, I agree with you, Tyler. You won't get an argument from me. I, I, I love the Bills no matter what. Again, I was telling Tyler this just a little bit earlier. I'm almost obligated to root for the Bills. They're Panthers North. They have a lot of our personnel and coordinators and ex-players up there. So I'm kind of almost a homer for the Bills. But I do believe that they had enough in them to to do it. Um, the defense was great all year long. And then you have Josh Allen. And that offensive line. That offensive line was pretty good that Allen was playing behind. Now, Aaron Donald had a great Super Bowl but still, I mean, the Bills had different schemes and different ways they would have played them. I don't think he would have run as rampant. You're not going to stop an Aaron Donald in a Super Bowl, especially the way he was playing that year. There's no way you're going to completely stop him. But I don't think it was going to be like it was in the game that they already had against uh, the Bengals. So, I mean, I honestly believe the Bills had a huge shot. And then Josh, Josh Allen, you can't tell me the third game in that he wouldn't have worked out what he is going to do in the play in the playoffs and then come to the Super Bowl and say, you know, this is my time. You know, he had done it all season long. I think he was what second in passing. So, you know, even if you limit him, you're still putting score, you know, points on the board if you're, you're the Bills. So I'd be hard pressed to pick to get against the Bills in that situation. I mean, Allen definitely has kind of that. that Who's the best far-esque. player on the field in that game? Oh, Aaron oh in Donald. that game? Aaron Donald. Donald, still Donald. Second. Oh, Second. Allen? I would go Allen. <laughs> Allen. Cup over Allen? Allen over Cup? Yeah, Allen over Cup, yeah. And then, that year that he yeah, had, and then Cup, yeah. then Cup third. 
Yeah, because Allen was number two, like in passing in the league. So yeah, I would. It's much harder to pass the ball than catch the ball if you're gonna if you ask me that. So I would say Allen. Here's a, a curveball. So in that game, first half, OBJ gets caught in the turf, goes down, blows his ACL, ended up not hurting. God, I hated that. He didn't play this year at all, and uh, but um, it ended up not hurting him, hurting the Rams, hurt him, <laughs> didn't hurt the Rams. Um, in that they won the Super Bowl, but and the result, in the result, yes, they won, sure. But if he's playing a different team, they're running different routes. He maybe doesn't run and get his his foot caught in the turf. He doesn't hurt his knee potentially if he's playing the Bills. How does that make it look different with Cup and OBJ rather than having OBJ out the second half? Does that change the scenario well, at all? Well, that's a, that's a good point, Tyler, because if you remember, everybody, the Bills fans' biggest uh, complaint about their defense is they didn't have CBs that were good enough to cover people all the time. So if you remember, they were blitz-heavy to compensate for that. So, you know, that's a good point. OBJ uh, being healthy gives them two targets, arguably the best wide receiver in the League Cup, and then you have OBJ also healthy running routes against them with, you know, Bills fans would stand up and say, hey, not the best CBs in the league. I mean, they're going to have to get really creative on defense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that could that could have a huge effect, Tyler. Yeah, and I think I'm I think I'm leaning Rams either way, and I'm probably being haunted by uh, Cooper Cup burning our secondary Tom Brady. in yeah. the divisional round, which is what happened. Um, and I, I I mean, I'm totally being a homer here, but I almost wonder like that game. I think was the NFC Championship if not the Super Bowl last year. No one sees it that way because it's a, it's a divisional round game. It's early in the process. I mean, you could argue that. We might have argued that had Kansas City beaten Cincinnati last year that we were watching the AFC Championship in the divisional round. But I I almost said reckon. I don't know that I want that in a podcast. <laughs> no, I reckon. I reckon. No, <laughs> you can edit that out. Totally. But, um, <laughs> and so I, I just think the Rams, man, they were so gosh darn they were so good with those receivers and Stafford. Like they seem, I know this is so unscientific. They seem destined, like they to do the to do what the Bucks had done the year before, to get the team that would just need to get over the hump with a veteran quarterback. And obviously, different Stafford had not been there before, if you will, like Brady had yeah. been. Um, but to be able to pull him in, they got Von Miller at the trade deadline from the Broncos. To help with that line, like I just, I think the Rams were Who's just now in the Bills. Uh, just too strong, and especially <laughs> if we're going with that second, second scenario of OBJ staying healthy um, against that secondary that you pointed out with the Bills, Jason. Like I don't, I don't think it would have mattered. Like the Rams just seem ready to go, destined to. That was their Super Bowl, SoFi Stadium. You think team. it was their destiny, Nate? Yeah, I mean, that sounds so hokey, but, like, everything lined up that way. Um, they'd been there before, you know, was it two years before they With were in Goff, the Super Bowl? a few years ago, yeah. Um, yeah, a few years ago, um, McVay had been there, the team had been there. I think that's part of, we haven't talked about, you know, why the Bengals, like, and what makes the Bengals dangerous this year, although we know that oftentimes the team that loses the Super Bowl takes a dive. Um, the Bengals haven't done that this year, but now they have the experience. Anyway, and so the Rams actually had like all those this year. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, which is we could have, we probably could have expected that as well, right? The Rams have been all in uh, for so long that they got the they got the victory last year, and now they're paying for it. <laughs> and that's that's kind of how the league yeah. works. That's what keeps it interesting and fun, I think, for a lot of fans. Well, and, and that's that's Unless a whole interesting perspective. And you can't find your quarterback. That's an interesting perspective because, like, in the NFL, you don't see a ton. You're seeing more now. Like, the trade deadline, they pushed back, so you saw a few more trades. Like, this was a pretty active year this year. But you don't see a lot of trades in the NFL with, with major players. Um, but the Rams were kind of like, we're going to go after Jalen Ramsey and – and go after Matthew Stafford and like they were just we're gonna get signed OBJ we're, we're gonna go all in and mortgage our future and if you win it works out and it's worth it if you don't well you put yourself back a few years but when your window's this big I mean other than Brady you talk about Mahomes you talk about Aaron Rodgers you talk about all these guys like they don't they've all won one now I think Mahomes might get one this year that AFC stacked though so who knows 
I could see Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, any of those coming out of, of yeah, that uh, legitimately, Tyler. Yeah, and so I think your window closes closes quickly. So it was definitely an all in move, and it was a huge risk by the Rams, and it paid off. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I unpopular opinion, like, and I'm sure in a month we can play this back as a bad take, but. Um, you know, giving Mahomes a ten-year deal when that happened a couple years ago was like really ten. Like I, I don't know what the other option is because if he can get that somewhere else, but like ten years is a long time. And after that was after the first Super Bowl, I think. Um, like, wow. Okay, okay. Like, you could do five years lock, and then another five years wow, or something okay. like that. But yeah, like, I think that I the whole know. idea of locking up for ten years though is you. You look at some of these deals and. I look back to like when the Heat, when LeBron left the Heat, and then they signed Chris Bosch to this max deal at the time. And it was like, is Chris Bosch really worth that now? Ended up not working out just because of health and whatnot. But you look at what salaries are even three years later. That's why you want to lock him up long term because that salary is much more reasonable in four years if you lock him up than if you tried to yeah. sign him later mm-hmm. to the cap. But. I mean, Mahomes is going to try to renegotiate another two to three years. You know it. He's going to want more money, and they're going to want an out. You know, the more he, the the age gets on. I mean, they went into that 10-year deal knowing that it's probably a five-year deal. There's got to be an out somewhere in the contract. I haven't looked at it. I haven't read the numbers on it. But usually you would think somewhere halfway within the way NFL contracts are set up, there's going to be an out at some point, and they're going to renegotiate. So, I, I, I mean – Ten-year contracts are in the NFL are about as good as the paper they're they're wrote on. Not that good. Um, not like the MLB. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> we need to talk about Lamar's contract. Uh, he talked about I think it was a post on social media about having a tear or a tier two injury that was almost a three. What do you guys make of the situation? Now he's his contract's up. He's not under contract. I think he can be franchised. Obviously. Would, would you guys give him a new contract? Would you try to trade him? I think he must, the contract must not be up because I think they're able to be traded. So, but nevertheless, what do you guys make of the situation? Would you give him a contract? Would you resign him? If you had the ability to trade him, would you do that? I think there's there's a statistic. Um, I'm not sure with, with Stafford last year, but if it held or not. But if you, if a quarterback earned more than 13% of their salary cap, no team has yeah. ever won the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not sure what, what Stafford was, so I'm, I'm not sure if that still holds or not, but it's still a very heavy lean. So, I mean, you got to be able to build around him. So the question is, who do you replace him with? Um, do you like Hunley? Do you go draft someone? Um, do you trade? I mean, part of the problem for trading for a guy like that is you're giving up a ton of draft capital and you're giving him a giant contract. So... It's kind of a double whammy. It's not like you look at Russell Wilson, he was on a rookie scale contract. Mahomes was on a rookie scale contract. Like you're able to get these guys, you know, Burrow, even though they didn't win, he's on a rookie scale contract. So you can build around. So that's kind of your best window to really build a juggernaut team. Um, you know, Brock Purdy. <laughs> I mean, even though he wasn't the plan, Trey Lance, rookie scale contract. And so um, it's just, I think. I think it's tough to win. I I would not hold it against the Ravens if they tried to franchise and trade him away. You know, I I, I look at Lamar Jackson, totally side with him in this. I wouldn't play. I, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't suit up. Robert Griffin has the greatest take. I mean, if you guys remember, he played with the brace and then he destroyed his knee, changed his career. Exact same thing he came out saying, you know, basically saying, Anybody that says Lamar Jackson should just brace up and play regardless of the extent of the injury, basically get your head out of you. You know what? And, and I agree with him a hundred percent because this is a business. This is his, you know, his life. And you know, yes, you can go out there and do it for your brothers and do it for your teammates and the fans and all that, but they're not the ones that's going to live your life if you go out there and get hurt afterwards yeah. and have to deal with, you know, trying to make a living, feeding your family. And I'm not saying that, you know, whether he's made already, it should last more than a lifetime. But he has a chance at generational wealth and generational money with this contract. And this quite possibly with the way he plays, running the ball and the hits he takes and how hard he runs, this could be his last contract. So he wants it to be as big as possible. Now, are the, the Ravens going to give it to him? 
I mean, again, he got hurt, so your durability is already starting to creep in with the way he plays. They will have to offer him something to appease the fan base to show, hey, we did try to sign him. And they'll make it look good on paper and leak it out to the media, and it'll look fine on, on paper. But once you dig into the numbers, maybe the guarantees will be off or something, and it won't be appealing. Um, so I, I don't think he'll actually – and he's saying that you know they haven't made a good faith effort even themselves. Well, he's insisting. So I don't think he's insisting on a five-year fully guaranteed deal. And I get, I totally, not? I totally get your perspective for Lamar Jackson. I also totally get the Ravens perspective. If he's already hurt this much and he's getting older, he's going to slow down. He's going to get more injury. I wouldn't give him a five-year. Somebody's going to give deal. it to him. Somebody's going to give it to him. Look at DeMar, uh, Deshaun Watson. Look at what he got. Crazy. I would have never given that. And he hadn't played in like a year. Yeah, but, so you, and he had injuries. Okay. You didn't so, know what was going to happen with him. So so what other team is foolish enough like Cleveland to do something like that? Panthers. Panthers. I can tell you right now. We'd, beg, <laughs> we'd fully guarantee it all day long, Tepper would. I can just go ahead and tell you. He's got the money and he'll do it. He'll bankroll it. And Indianapolis tickets. would do it. Indianapolis yeah. has tried it a couple Ravens times. Ravens are on the lookout for a new quarterback. Or, or, uh, the Raiders are. I, at least allegedly they're trading cars, so they'll need a new quarterback. Yeah. Houston. Davis, Houston. Yeah. I mean, you know there's what, places. You know what Jackson should do? He should probably hire an agent. He doesn't have an, have an agent. And I, these guys are paid and they know what they're doing. Like, get, get an agent. <laughs> That'd be the first thing I'd advise him to do. Yeah. But as far as getting a fully guaranteed contract, quarterback is the hardest position to, to find somebody at. Go, go, go pay the guaranteed money, even if you only keep him for three years. That's three years you have a window of an opportunity for without him. You know, you would have never had that unless you got him. So would, even if it's only two or three years. Would you pay a running back a fully guaranteed five-year contract? A uh, running back that could throw like Lamar Jackson, I would. I mean, he's not the best passer in the world. <laughs> I mean, he's dynamic with the no, ball. No, but he's got an arm, a rocket arm. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's the argument, though, is he does take so many hits. And he, it, like this well, year, has shown, he gets hurt already. We just did that with Cam Newton. Yeah. I'm willing to go take the ride again. Let's do it again with another one. <laughs> I, am, I am totally okay with it. We got to one Super yeah. Bowl with him, so I, I'll take it. Which is what you were saying, Tyler. Like, what's the alternative? For the Ravens, draft, go draft, get some like, capital, and go draft a quarterback. Trade, trade up, get, yeah, get. Uh, how many of those uh, work CJ out? Stroud? We're always talking about if they would have drafted somebody else. That is the hardest thing in the world to go do. Sure, but if you have, I mean, the Ravens have shown to be good talent evaluators, so it's always a risk. Only one team. Nathan talks about this. Only one team can win a Super Bowl a year. Um, you have to take risks, but if you're going to put all your money into one guy who's now looking like he potentially could be injury prone um, as he gets older and takes on more and more hits, you're really limiting yourself to the ability to build around him. And so that is, that's a tough position. So, I mean, I would trade Kirk Cousins so what are in the Ravens just to start. What over. are the Ravens teaching or, or showing to other quarterbacks who are similar model to Lamar Jackson. Like, I think that, and maybe this is, and I think that's, they're saying, don't get hurt bigger. What Lamar don't get hurt or don't play that way. Or if you do, we do want you to come and play that way. Um, but we're not going to pay you when you play that way and get hurt. Like it's, it's like a, a business, both-hand. Nate. That's what we're it's witnessing. a business on both sides, Nate. I mean, on both sides, have, yeah. yeah, on both sides and, and they got to take into account. Do they think they can go to Tyler's point, go draft a QB, which, who knows? I mean, that's that's always a lottery. Who knows if you'll actually get the next great thing? They actually did hit the lottery getting Lamar Jackson. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is. And heck, with the way he can run and sling the ball, there's there's teams will take him and they'll pay him the guaranteed money and even risk it just even if it's for two or three years. So I think you got to pay him if you're the Ravens. I don't think they will though. I really don't. They would already done it if they were going to. You don't think they'll franchise tag him? Slap oh, they'll franchise tag him on? and then trade him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to stay there, though. Next year, he's going to be somewhere else. Somewhere that appreciates him, like the Panthers. Do you want Lamar Jackson? Is that what we're hearing, Jason? <laughs> I want just a quarterback. I am not picky, Nate. I'll take Carr. I'll take Lamar Jackson. You just send a quarterback over here. I, I mean, our defense is Lance? pretty decent. I could see Tepper making that I haven't deal. Seen, no. I could see Tepper making that deal. He wants to make a splash and sell tickets because he's not very well loved there. So I could I could totally see him making that. If you if you're okay, I mean, here's the question though: If you're going to try to get a Sean Payton, like you said, that's going to cost you draft capital. Especially, then I think you're going to try to get Derek Carr. 
but what do you have left to give up at that point if you're giving capital up for Sean Payton? You're giving you're mortgaging all kinds of Your future, whole future. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, all Sean Payton and Derek Carr. But that could be fun, whether it's Lamar or 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 uh, Derek Carr. That could I can't be, see Sean Payton with Lamar. I can't see him with that. Lamar. NFC South is wide open, as we know. I mean, Brady's not on the up and up for sure. Like <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. I can't say his best years are ahead of him. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and you all guys, of that nastiness. You guys can't tell me you wouldn't take Lamar on Tampa Bay if Brady doesn't take come back. And you can't tell me I you would take. Lamar I didn't say that. Over, yeah, you would take Lamar over Cousins in in uh, at the Vikings. I'm sure. I wouldn't do it on a fully guaranteed contract because Cousins Cousins is on a fully guaranteed contract right now, and he's the most sturdy, healthy quarterback. He never he doesn't get hurt. And he's and he's killing our team because of his contract. So now put a guy who may not play every game every year on that. That's much more problematic. So no, I w- I wouldn't do it on a fully guaranteed contract. There's something not I don't know. There's something unethical, immoral. I don't know what the right word is about. Hey, this is you're doing this for our team, and this is what makes you or for my business, and this is what makes you so great, and you're taking these risks. But because you do it this way, I'm not going to pay Oh no, I get it. It's a conundrum. But if you did it this way It just sounds wrong, doesn't um, it? (laughs) But there's gotta be a happy How many MVPs does Kirk Cousins have? (laughs) Oh I I'm not a fan of him being fully signed. No. But I'm just saying and now he's fully like so what's the difference and I, I think, think that's a mistake the by the Vikings giving him the rest a of the league guarantee. went. I was going to say, yeah. I think that's the difference is the rest of the league was like, why are we guaranteeing contracts for anybody? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's so what signing bonuses are for. Like, bottom line, we don't want you to do that. That's what signing bonus is for. You get the guaranteed signing bonus, and it's usually a hefty number. But then you want so if he got a eighty million dollar signing bonus, that's not enough of a guarantee for him um, in the play. I I. I get it from Lamar's perspective. I also get, like we said, it's business on both sides. I also get it from the Ravens' perspective. That is a big gamble to guarantee a uh, fully guaranteed contract for him. Thanks for joining us today. You can follow us at Replay the Down on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you haven't yet subscribed, make sure to hit that follow button and share it with your friends. We want to hear from you. What if the Bills had just squib kicked that ball with 13 seconds left? That's our show. I'm Tyler. I'm Nathan. And I'm Panthers of the North fan. Go Bills. Join us next week as we replay the down.